Are You Playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game many times bad and tell you why the bleep we played it. I am Tortured Sean. This is Angry Thomas and Mason, who once again made us play a Wii game. And we played... M&M's Adventure. Why, Mason? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> so we're going to give you the chance. The, title yeah. does, the title's not lying, folks. <laughs> you read it correctly. You clicked on this. You, you know what you're in for. And somehow you're less of a sucker than we were. So I'm going to give... We! I mean, we! We! <laughs> Yeah, that's the system we played it on. I'm speaking French. No, we played it on the Wii U. Wii U! Uh, So, Mason, you get your opportunity here. Why? Why did you choose this? Uh, Can I guess? I look simply because I thought it was... For the walls. Yeah, for the the funnies. Fair enough. There were no funnies. Look, I'm not going to reveal, but next week I will be the one that probably you guys are, Sean, why? Why, Sean? <laughs> so, uh, M&M Adventure. We played the Wii version. There is a Nintendo DS version. And there was a planned PlayStation 2 version. But I can only assume that once they played the Wii version, they said, <laughs> Or they said, why do we need another version? We've perfected We've it. We've made the, the only version that needs to exist. Art. We've made perfection. Uh, it was made by Nikitova Games, uh, a company that took a lot to try to track down any of their uh, history. Yeah, no Wikipedia page, their LinkedIn didn't give me anything personally. Uh, so. From what we can tell, this was the final game they created. Uh, they also had a weird... Uh, this is the third game that involves chocolate? Yeah, it's a weird thing. They had a big chocolate thing going Sorry, on. their fourth chocolate-based ga- game, because they did Chocolatier, Chocolatier 2, and The Great Chocolate Chase, A Chocolatier Twist. Yeah. So I was about to say, they uh, sarcastically, they're the perfect ones to handle a uh, M&M's game. <laughs> so, this game is a platform game, uh, and if you've listened to any of our platform episodes, you this know is, that this, I am bad at platform games. This is this is platform and game in quotes. <laughs> and um, each level is themed on holidays. Because M&M's, you know. Because M&M's. The whole plot is that we lose a bunch of M&M's, all of them green for some reason. Uh, and we have the, it was to, the easiest color to program? Uh, maybe. Wouldn't, maybe. wouldn't brown be really easy? Like, oh, but you know, we only have red, yellow, and green in this game. Yeah. So, basically, they, red, yellow, and green can't go home until they collect all 120 M&M's. Because they want to go home as bad as we do. And the uh, the factory where the M and M's are created is uh, Willy Wonka's hell, and um, all the robots have gone rogue because they have robots for some reason, 
It's the AI uprising. M&M's, M&M's adventure predicted it. Well, when M&M's became sentient and walking around, the robots were <laughs> uprising had to the be next. The robots were next. I... Okay, so, like, we, we on this podcast really try to give as much nuance and try to talk and, and not just shit on games. So that is going to be our goal here. Let's lead off from the beginning, though. It's a bad game. It's a very bad it's, game. This uh, is... It's... I described it as it's competent and nothing else. It's... It's a fun... And I won't even say competent. I'll say partially functioning. It's... You can jump. You can get hit. And there are levels. That's about it. It is the... Bare minimum. Of, it is the barest of the bare minimum for a platformer. There's like... there's. There's shovelware, and then there's yellow plastic toy shovelware. That's what this is. This is, um... This is a game. Uh, this, is, this is... The only reason that I can see for this game existing is to just have another Eminem video game. Which... There did, aren't that many. Did, did, did Carts and Island Adventure come out? Or Island 2? Or Carts came... Land? Carts came out before Island came out after. Yes. Oh, okay, so this is the second in the trilogy. Yes. Got it. The second in the Wii M&M trilogy, yes. Right. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I'm not as angry with this game as the last Wii game Mason made us play. Same. Vacation. Because there is... I'm a weird guy. I blame the autism. I've got a bunch of weird interests. And one of them, I have a weird fascination, appreciation for the M&M's characters. I just, I really like them. And that's kind of the only reason I was like super, not even super. The only reason I didn't punch Mason in the neck for suggesting <laughs> this is because I'm like, it gives me a at least slight chance to talk about these M&M's characters. Yeah. And I, I made a comment while we were playing that I'm kind of surprised that we haven't gotten like a TV show or a movie based off the Eminem characters, considering how kind of prevalent and recognizable they are. Yeah. Yeah. And they're well-defined characters. They're not deep or anything. But, no. But but you could create depth out of them. You could easily create absolutely. some depth out of them. Yeah. Uh, this game does not try this, one bit. This game doesn't try. Red Eminem is doesn't like to work. Uh, yellow Eminem... Also doesn't like, like to work. work, and Green Eminem likes tennis. That's it. There's your characters for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why they gave her that art, that character development, because I don't remember any commercial where. I, I think there has been, because I know I've seen promotional material with the tennis racket. Oh, but really? like, okay then. I, I think they did at some point. I could be just grasping at straws here. So I, I don't know. I haven't. I like the Eminem characters. I have not gone through and have an encyclopedic knowledge of them. So this was also a 2008 game. And yes, 2008. In retros, in retrospect, for the Wii, Mario Galaxy came out the year before. Uh, so at this point, there are a lot more Eminem characters, and so when we say bare minimum, they really bare minimum a lot of it, like. You, you would think that there would be they'd have more characters at the time. I, I want to say this is when like peanut butter M and M's were becoming pot really really big. Yeah, I, uh, I peanut M and M's were a thing. Pretzel M and M's were a thing. Yeah, like because mm. at at this point, I think this was before Ms. Brown and obviously the new purple M M&M. and M. Yeah, but 
other than that, I think I think all the cast was laid out. We had blue, we had orange, and we obviously have the three here. So, so there's a lot of stuff in the Eminem world, you know, world that exists that could have that they could have done to make this game. And this game is said it's 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 a baby platformer, and it is very easy. Which is very yeah. the, the juxtapose, juxtapose us coming off of Call of Duty and then playing this it's, is the yeah night and, the night difficulty and or even uh, coming off of Simpsons game which was a platformer which isn't a super hard platformer but definitely programmed for uh, a, a a an audience that had played platformers. This is programmed to be baby's first platform. It's, it's, it's yeah. pro the, the Simpsons game is programmed for people who can count higher than ten. Good. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Eminem's adventure isn't. There is very is... little resistance to completing the levels, other than bad game development. Uh, yeah, the enemies can hit you and they can rack up the damage, but you have so much health that. And there's uh, health everywhere. I've. I don't think it's unsafe to say I'm the one who played the most of this game. Yeah. I didn't beat it, but I went through the first two worlds twice, and I was done. I was like, I didn't have anything. And by the end of it, by the final part, I was literally just taking the damage and running. Like, I just, I yeah. didn't give a shit. It just, <laughs> the game, it just, it, it, simplicity can be a really good thing in video games. Yeah. Yeah. This is an example of where you can get too simple. It crosses the line between simplicity and just plain laziness. Yeah, and I'm not going to ever say that a developer was lazy or trying to do that because people's jobs were online. People worked on this. People, This was the, this was their livelihood. Um, but at the same time, do you really feel like there was any passion put into the probably adventure game? Probably not. No, but... But also the- it might be a studio closing because this was their last game. They and it's also not a big studio. Who knows what kind of budget they were given? Who knows what kind of uh, development uh, timeline? We th- there's not a lot of information on the backside, uh, behind the scenes of this game. There's, there really isn't. There's not a lot of information. There's not a lot on the developer. Like we said, they don't have a Wikipedia page. We had to look them up. Uh, the and the publisher, even Zoo Games, I believe is basically just shovelware yes i believe so so when you have the publisher zushi games uh, uh, but zoo publishing is what it was before uh literally after this game it changed into zushi damn uh wow they they've made a lot of games obviously like they've they've published a lot of big games like the pac-man world games on game boy advance uh, uh, were were something that they published. So like, there is a little bit of money, but this definitely feels like a uh, hey, uh, we have uh, we need to get some games out. We need to make a little bit of money. This is a license that we know will at least sell something because it is recognizable. Parents will probably get this for their kids. Yeah, this is uh, this is the game Grandma got for little Timmy on Christmas morning, and. He became Mr. Scrooge after that. Because it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it it's E, there is absolutely no violence. Uh, uh, there's, you're not going to get any swear. There's nothing. It is, it is like truly it, it, for you know somebody who want, doesn't want any, for, any negative. This is the rated G game. <laughs> it's, it's about one level above, say, Adora the Explorer game. Yeah. If you took out the enemies in this game, I could see it being rated uh, early childhood. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very... 
it kind of reminds me, I haven't played this, but it reminds me a lot of the Go Diego Go game, mm. where there's just, there's not a lot to it. No. And again, I don't envy these developers. No, not at all. Because imagine you are a developer in a closing studio, and you get your next assignment, and it's M&M's, and you're like, well, what the fuck do we do with the M&M's? <laughs> and outside of when they did Showtime Championship Boxing the previous year, this is their only other game that was not a PC game. Interesting. Yeah, so... It's... So, like, Mac and PC is where they developed their games. So... And the Wii is notoriously hard for developers. Mm-hmm. It's on the same level as, say, like the PS3. Yeah, in some ways, higher uh, difficulty because of the control setups you had to deal with. So there's a reason. Absolutely, don't envy the developers who may be on their last leg. So that's where I would refute yeah, laziness and more being like, look, there are ways to make it, but you may be like, we have to get a game out. We have to make some money. The doors are closing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Again, there is not a lot of information. There might have been like four people in the office at any given time. <laughs> so who knows at that point? Yeah. And again, it's especially when you don't know. That's when it's like you know. I don't want to claim laziness or claim. Mm-hmm. I will say lack of passion because absolutely. But because there is just nothing here. But again, that could be because what is there to give for M&Ms, especially when you're on your last leg. Yeah, so I think I, I don't think there's a whole lot of passion behind this game that is kind of evident in, in what came out, so I, I have no problem saying that. Yeah, it, it, it feels like, a, a we had to come to work and we had to do our job, and, well, we did our job, and this game is, is, is playable, so... But that's about the best compliments we can give is, hey, this game is playable. It's functional. That's about it. But I think the thing that kind of endeared this game a little bit to me is it's really awful quirks (laughs) make this game hilarious at times. There is no polish to this game at all. The... Uh, the the lack of animation, the lack of frames of animation for your yeah. characters Yell- jumping up and down. Yellow especially jumps like literally. It looks like you just picked him up in Photoshop and is dragging him. It is it is hilarious. The faces are just painted on there. Just they're textures. They're just textures. Uh, you the the first quote unquote boss fight. You fight Cupid and um. You do it by jumping on things and electrocuting him, but he never touches them, and his face is just flat with the same dialogue repeated over and over again. Yeah, it's this. There's no beating around the bush. This is the first game we've covered that I consider this is shovelware. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, and I don't normally. You know, there's plenty of videos that talk about shovelware, but mm-hmm. I'm also like. I don't know what else I can add to a lot of them. Like, I'm not gonna suggest Ninja Ninja Bread Man or whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> for the podcast because what can I add? Yeah, <laughs> um, there is an element also of this game that we found afterwards is there is a, a little bit of a speed running community in this because the game has so many glitches. <laughs> there is a speed run. The world record is around nine minutes. Nine minutes and 32 seconds. Which is amount of all the gameplay that this game is worth. <laughs> and they can glitch through the final... Uh, they can glitch through the door to the final level before 
collecting any of the M&Ms. So, honestly, that's in character for these characters, though. Because you know that it'd be like, oh, you have to collect all these, and Red would be like, fuck that, and just try it and just pick the lock or some shit. There was a moment where I was jumping, and I was just trying to jump up. Uh, you had to jump up on a platform to get over this fence, and I just went directly through the you fence. Just went straight through the fence. Yeah. And it was, it was Kill hilarious. Me. It would Kill me. The yellow gains the powers of Shadow Cat. So. But uh, Red has a glider. Red has, his power. Red has wings, but they're... <sighs> okay, so in a normal game, like, for wings, you just press the jump button over and mm-hmm. over again. Here you just hold it, and it's... There is no reason to not just hold it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yellow has a double jump. And green has a tennis racket. That's for it. some reason. But that's like... Like, the thing is, like, yellow's power being double jump. And you're like... Wow, this thing that is now in every platformer is a power? Yeah, and I mean, oddly enough, not having a double jump can lead to good game design, like Banjo-Kazooie, Mario, and even I, modern platformers. There are ones without double jumps that work. The problem is this game is designed to the point where it feels like they gave Yellow the double jump just so they could easily design alternate levels. Because so. you go back through the levels with each character, and it was very funny how easily you could break some of the levels when you were going back as yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Including yeah. phasing through the fence. And phasing through the fence and jumping at higher heights, or to be like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to go that way? Cool, I can just jump on top of it. Uh, it, it, it is a very... I don't want to say it's unique, because there are hundreds of platforms that are same, but it is definitely an experience... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not telling you, hey, go out and buy Eminem Adventure, people. But if you've got a Wii uh, laying around and you want a really <laughs> weird, unique experience, you're a glutton for punishment. And, and you just, you know, you want to waste an hour, an hour and a half. It's not expensive. It's an easy thing to do. So I got this game for like seven bucks. Yeah. It's... But uh, let, let's let's talk a little bit more about the gameplay. Let, let's focus in on the controls here because it's a Wii game. So, you know, of course that should be the, the center of discussion on a Wii game is, you know, controls. I was pleasantly surprised with the camera. Not how it moves necessarily, but like that it... it missing platforms were rarely because the camera sucked. That is one like there are plenty there are plenty of good games that we played with bad cameras. I wouldn't call the camera in this like great no, or anything, but, no. it, but I was I was legitimately surprised multiple times where I'm like, oh, this camera actually doesn't feel awful. Uh, and the controls are basic. The problem is that because of the lack of animation, sometimes you're doing things and they just don't work. They just don't yeah, they you do the things and then they don't do. There is also, I will say, there is no weight to the characters when they jump. Oh, yeah. Uh, Physics does not exist in this game. Uh, There is weight when you're on the ground, oddly, because yellow is slow, because get it, he's he's the big one. But it's also, it's just, there's no, the physics in this game are fucked. And I know, like, it's, the thing is, it's a platformer. Mm -hmm. And I'm not asking for a lot, but there's a lot of, levels that are on conveyor belts Mm. a lot and the the physics are just not there for them the creators were like you know what is my favorite thing in video games 
conveyor belts. I play it. I, I play Crash Bandicoot for that one level with the conveyor belt. One of the one of the one of the developers saw that the ending scene in Toy Story Two and went, "I got it. <laughs> I have the greatest idea, guys. I know how to make a game. Well, who are you going to star in this? You're not going to believe it. I've got this. Before the movie, I saw a commercial. <laughs> Bill." Are you saying you want to make a game starring the M&M's? Yeah. Fuck it, okay. <laughs> Which, I think it's interesting that as we we play this game, if you look back at some of the other M&M's game, which I was doing because I was like, all these, the platformer has been pretty common for it, but like, the the one on the PlayStation is a, a Crash Bandicoot clone, and it's like, that yeah. seems to fit the M&M's a lot better than this generic platformer. That's yeah. honestly what I thought it was going to be like, because the first sort of level takes you through a hallway in the beginning, and I was going to be like, oh, it's just kind of like Crash Bandicoot. It's not. No. It's, it's not. not. It feels, at bare minimum, I can say it's kind of Mario Galaxy-esque, because they're, they're sectioned off levels, but they're a bit wide open. It is absolutely trying but... to be Mario. That is absolutely the platformer it is it's going for. From yeah. uh jumping from the way all the platforms from the the separate worlds, it is absolutely trying to be baby's first Mario. Uh, emphasis on the baby in this part. <laughs> and yeah, emphasis yeah, on that. It's you know, you want recommendations. Uh, who should you get M&M's adventures for your Christmas holiday? Uh, your three-year-old cousin. Uh, you're, you're, uh, someone that you know who is, uh, nine months pregnant and is about to give birth soon that make this their baby gift. <laughs> they'll enjoy it. And then they'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, eh. Again, I'm not angry no. at this game. There's nothing to get angry They're at. really, yeah. It, it, it just exists. Yeah. But part of that is kind of, it's weird charm. Like, I'm going to come away from this game not, like, upset or angry at it. I'm actually going to be more fondly remember playing it here. It's like it was a weird, dumb, bad game, but it was it was fun to sit down and play with people and, like, run around and laugh. So, like, there is that to it. It's just, it's really odd that of all the type of things, like, there are so many things you could do the M&Ms. And the three Wii games are just like, well, what if we make the worst kart racer ever, a very basic platformer, and then, oh, you know what? The Wii has lots of party, party games. games. Yeah, it, it's just... I think it's because they're food mascots. I they? think so. A lot of people, they see food mascots and they're like, okay, we're not going to put any effort into this. But the M&Ms have effort put into their characters. They have effort put into their commercials and everything. Fucking... The commercials with Patrick Warburton back in the day, goddamn hilarious. Yeah. And it's just... They still are playing the Santa commercial 20 yes. years later. Yeah. Yeah. But he does exist is a commercial that has been and existing for decades. Yeah, and it's still on loop because it's fucking funny. And these characters, I think... Jumping a bit ahead to the final question. These characters, I think, can work in a video mm-hmm. game. And I know this is going to be a weird-ass thing. Like, people are going to be like, oh, the M&M's, they don't work. And, and it's like, oh, the M&M's. Who wants the M&M's in a video game? These three fuckheads. But, yeah. like, it's it's just something that I genuinely can't think 
happen. It's the same thing with, like, you could make an Eminem's movie mm-hmm. or an Eminem's TV show or, again, an Eminem's video game. Well, since uh, this podcast, uh, we don't have a ton more to say on the uh, game itself. But I think I could I come up with a pretty good question here to, to talk here. And that'd be, uh, I just, I'll propose it here on that. Uh, Thomas, if you could... Uh, if you could have an M&M's game, what would be your ideal M&M game? Like, what genre would you like to see him in? Uh, <laughs> a GTA clone. <laughs> but instead, like, like, running around and shooting chocolate. <laughs> my first thought was actually, like, for the memes, just a third-person shooter. But no. Uh, I mean, if, Larry if, Boy was able to do a lot of sh- third-person shooter tactic stuff in a VeggieTale game, so, like, you could do it. It's just you have to have imagination. Yeah, I... In all honesty, if I were to make an M&M's game, what I'd do... I'd honestly do something similar to this, just with, you know, polish and more development time than two and a half weeks. So... Something like this, where it's the M&M's, they're kind of platforming around, but maybe add a little bit more to it, add some more character-specific abilities, mm-hmm. uh, maybe give Red the double jump, because he's the basic character, and then give Yellow, like, he can lift heavy objects. Green can shrink like Tiny Kong from Donkey Kong 64. Or- that is, if they were going to stick with the platform, that I feel like is the platformer they should have kind of modeled themselves after is Donkey Kong 64. Yeah, with the multiple playable characters. Hell, even... Again, we said it as a joke. Give them guns. Well, yeah, (laughs) because Donkey Kong did that, that they had the weird little... Like, you can do weird things. Again, if you're aiming for, like, super young kids and things like that, you can still have... Especially if the enemies... Look, we just played a Simpsons game, and the first level is, like, destroying chocolate, you know, in Homer's fantasy. So, like... You can you can find ways around to make different genres. Uh, I, I I think legitimately a uh, platform fighting game like Smash Bros. esque, but with the M and M's. What would their move sets be? I don't know, but you come up with some funky, weird moves with them that maybe don't even really like you would think about. That's something that I'd be like, you know what? It, it could be really basic and things like that. But like you okay, you yeah. can keep the platform mechanic, but have more of a fighting game. I I know that it was done with every genre of uh, every license on the Super Nintendo, but like a old school like beat 'em up. Uh, you I... could actually work because sending the characters, the arms and legs are their their extra feature to them. They're M and M's, but they have arms and legs, yeah. so you can do more with them than just honestly jumping. I, w- I would like to have kind of an M and M's beat 'em up because I'm just imagining like you can do these co op moves maybe. You know, yellow picks up red and just hurls him, (laughs) like throws him like a frisbee. Uh, Maybe, maybe you can do that with like a peanut character and a regular character. Like imagine, uh, (laughs) just imagining orange getting tossed like a discus, freaking the fuck out the whole time. Like yeah, you know, there's that commercial that plays still that where they're like, this is not a movie, this is an M and M's commercial, and all the way they act like that. Take that kind of like meta ness, I think would really work for the game. You know, uh, you know, or you know, if you want to focus on like green being still tennis, like that could still be a thing. Like, if you want to focus the tennis bracket, cool, use co op abilities to like the Eminem, the, you know, arms and legs go in and you whack them with the tennis racket and have them fly, and that's how you take out. And you don't have to have like crazy enemies, they can be chocolate. 
it can yeah, be. I was gonna say, uh, genuinely, if I were to make a story for this, uh, M and M's this uh, theoretical M and M's game. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. Uh, do that shit. Do that one uh, controversy they were in lately, where they got replaced by Maya Rudolph. But they just get replaced by a random celebrity, and it's like, you can't replace us. Oh, yes, we can. So they have to go on a journey to get their position back. <laughs> there, are, there are definitely things that can be done in this, with these characters. And I think that's probably my biggest complaint about this game, other than the gameplay. is like, mm-hmm. you took these characters. You could have put any single character, anything this in this. And you didn't do anything with there's it. Nothing yeah. unique, there's nothing unique to M&Ms in this at yeah. all even, that even, would make it separate from... Whatever else you could you could throw three other random characters in this game and it would not change the game one bit. Yeah, even all right, just for the jokes, uh, because they are the voice actors that aren't in the game. The voice actors for Red, Yellow, and Green are Billy West, J.K. Simmons, and Cree Summers. So you could honestly throw Philip J. Fry, J. Jonah Jameson, and fucking uh, Number Five in here, and it would play the exact same. Wouldn't change, yeah. <laughs> Which that would be a very weird combo. That would be a really weird game, but those are the first characters I thought of on the top of my head. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, like if you really want to get really ambitious uh, uh, or have something really ridiculous, imagine a Simpsons Eminem crossover where Homer's trying to eat the Eminems and you're trying to. Pac Man. Yeah. Pac Man, but replace the dots with Eminems. <laughs> and Homer. And Homer's it's easy. Like there's dumb fun things, especially if you you had passion, license, willing to to try to figure things out, and and if uh, whoever is publishing it uh, and producing it is willing to dump just a little bit of money in it, like you could do, you can do a lot of things with it. But I think this game, because even down to like the nuts and bolts of it, like there's no voice acting really. Like it's 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 in the cutscenes, and then you have occasional little lines, but like. Like they're, 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 one of the things we loved about the Simpsons game was how the dialogue was back and forth and, and unique and, and well-written. And it's like, even though that was just basic platforming most of the time, this is just, there's no, nothing but the same repetitive music going on with really weird sound mixing and sound effects. So, yeah. the, the, thing, the thing about this game and the actual kind of secret number two reason why I picked this game is because... Um, so, the Wii was a phenomenon. Yes. I think we can, we can all agree with that. It sold, in its lifetime, over 100 million, yes. uh, it, million systems. Sold in the buttloads. It was, it, was, it was near impossible to find Wiis for months. It was a ma- massive console. And if you, if you look at the sort of the legacy of the other consoles that were out at the time, the 360 and the PS3, they've held up really well. I think. I think you see a lot of people coming back to that console. And yet, when you look at the Wii, I don't really... Apart from, like, a couple of exceptions, like Mario Galaxy and the... Wii Sports. And Wii Sports and, um, the, Met- and the Metroid Prime games, you never really hear about a lot of people going back to the Wii to play some of those games. And I think a big reason for that is because the Wii was inundated inundated with games like this with it was the it was the shovelware machine for the longest like i see i see people i see people on tiktok and other places on the internet complaining all the time about how how bad the 
eShop on the Switch is. And yeah, it's pre it's pretty bad. There is a lot of shovel on that. It is still nowhere near as but bad. But you're also as the getting Wii tons guys. of good content and tons of good things on the Switch right. to play. And yeah, this yeah, is because the Switch is also a really good indie machine. Mm -hmm. And like and and even even yes, even the, even though there is a ton of shovelware on the eShop, it's a it's still a digital storefront. So you it's still easier to find the games that you're looking for in the digital storefront on the Wii. All the games were physical, so you're looking at the Wii section, and it's just wall-to-wall -wall shovelware most of the time. That was a, a big thing. I, I I remember when I got my Wii, uh, I I stood in line at midnight for the opening day and was uh, number 51 out of 50, uh, and oh, didn't get it. And man. then I went to another store, and they only got one Wii in, so it was a raffle. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so like the short. So I got it. I want to say six or seven months later. Uh, when I'm doing the, the hey, I have a week buying it, uh, but that was the the end, end of the reason why I, I I eventually sold my Wii. Eventually, I couldn't never really. I was like, what am I going to out of my way to play? You know, okay, Smash Bros. Okay, that that was about the only game that I was like, yep, I'm gonna pour my time in. I I you know I, I played uh, Twilight Princess, Legend of Zelda. You know, you played Link's Crossbow Training, Wii Sports, but I always was looking for like, oh, I want to play. You know, a fighting game. Oh, wow. The Wii fighting games kind of all are not great. Okay. They had great rail shooters. I'll give it that. Like, there's some great rail shooters uh, on the Wii. But, like, it, it just it never, partly because it was really hard to develop for. And so you just ended up with, like, quickly made licensed material. And, yeah, that, that that's something about the, the uh, longevity or the legacy of the Wii is kind of more of like it was such a weird unique phenomenon but when you asked people what game they had for it it was almost all yeah i got wii sports oh you yeah. mean the thing that came with it <laughs> right yeah exactly like there's there was just so much shovelware on the thing that that's kind of just what it's ended up being known as is the shovelware machine which is really disappointing i think because there's a lot of great Nintendo made Wii games on that on that console. It's just a uh, lot even, of the third per, third party efforts on that console were shovelware. Not even it wasn't just Nintendo games. Literally on the table right now because I was playing it before Eminem Adventures. I have the conduit. And that game's not great, but it does take advantage of the Wii in a way that I think works. We just talked about Call of Duty, so the Medal of Honor games on the Wii. There were, there were Call of Duty. There were even Call of Duty games. There were on Call of Duty games on the Wii. So it's bad ports of Far Cry, <laughs> and an actual pretty solid one, but that yeah. one was made originally for the Wii, so it doesn't count. Um, it's it's always just interesting mm -hmm. to go back and because yeah, that's the thing. The Wii does have a lot of good stuff, e even if there's stuff that's not great, like say Epic Mickey, for example. That game's got flaws, but it's still an interesting topic. It's still interesting to talk about. But then you look to your left, and there's Ninja Bread Man, or there's uh, just wall-to-wall -wall shovelware, like Mason said. And, yeah, it is sad, but at the same time, though, we sold, like, a assload of units, so I'm not exactly... I'm not crying for Yeah. It's like, but, oh, oh, this own poor Nintendo selling... A hundred million consoles for a game that's just full of shit games. Oh no! But but at the same time, it is kind of the Wii legacy. I will say is tainted because of it. Mm -hmm. And I I think to bring it back actually to Eminem here, 
uh, I was expecting garbage controls. And we just got basic controls. Which, for the Wii sometimes, was like, oh my gosh, these controls actually function? Yeah, I work. I'm going to be straight here, and I'm not memeing. I genuinely think I would rather play this and go vacation. I think so, too. Because I go vacation just... Again, maybe I was just located wrong. Maybe the sensor bar was fucked for me. But I could play that. I couldn't just... I twisted and turned and just cramps upon cramps and shit. And I just... I'd rather play this than Sonic and the Secret Rings, let's say. Mm. Or something like that. Where it's just bad motion controls. This is at least is just kind of normal yeah. stuff. It's biggest complaint. As I said, it, 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 it's, it's overly simple. It... But it functions. It functions. Everything that they do, even even in the glitches, everything they do at least functions in a way that you could sit down and play it. That doesn't mean that people you're gonna seek out it, but it is it is it's, absolutely a playable game and not in a like, oh my gosh, you know, nothing works sort of way, which is kind of what I was expecting when you say, Hey, it's an Eminem game for the Wii. Yeah, I was expect <laughs> I was expecting the worst of the worst. But what we got was just there, but in some ways that might make it worse. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say, like, in a in a way that might make it that that makes it that it's not even bad enough to be memorably bad. Yeah. Although in some cases, I think it was memorably bad with some of those glitches, which yeah. made me laugh so much. God, that is fair. Uh, what, like, how mad can you be at a thing that makes you laugh? Yeah, and that's I think the thing from it is like, there's no anger there's no oh my gosh i can't believe we played this game uh that has happened before uh each of us have experienced that at one way or another while playing uh one of the games we've suggested and this game was just kind of <laughs> that was an m&m game yeah it's like mm-hmm. ah that's kind of it yeah but yeah on this podcast we like to ask two important questions of every game that we play the first one is how does this game hold up ha <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the because like again it is it is playable it functions so at bare minimum cool it holds up but there is nothing graphically that really holds up nothing graphically nothing, nothing graphically there's no spark to this game yeah so there's just yeah there's just, I, I don't know why people would play it in 2008 let alone why now like why would anyone set out other than be like us who are doing it for podcasting or collecting or if we need for, to play every M&M's game yeah. it's the journey it may, it may not hold up well in the visual department or the controls department or the sound department or the writing department however I think it holds, it holds up, up well fine in the, in the control department, department. <laughs> I, I will say uh, it, camera and controls are the two things that I think hold up fine I'm not going to say they are great or anything but they aren't like they, they aren't something that's like oh my gosh that's, they aren't egregious that's uh, unplayable because it's a, a a a part of its era you know it's not you know oh god it how hard we've mentioned this before in other ones it's not Resident Evil two or you know you know it's, it's controls I, or I don't want to die playing this game yeah basically. so like it, 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 they hold up in that they are fine but yeah the the uh, graphics the writing or lack thereof, the the voice acting where, like, Cupid's voice actor... I, I would not surprise me if it was just some, you know, one of the, the, the developers is like, yeah, I'm going to go record lines quickly. It's uh, just like, hey, you there, come do this. I'm only a janitor. You just... 
just one of the developers is like, all right, coding's done for the day. Just puts a blanket up over his uh, over his desk and just starts recording for Cupid. It, yeah, it was. Uh, I I was. I mean, I wouldn't want to say shocked at the voice acting, but I was just like, oh, there's no effort put into these voice acting. And again, whatever voice actors, I'm glad you got a job and a paycheck, and hopefully you went on and did better things. Who, you're, you're not, I don't think any of them are highlighting, hey, I did Eminem Adventures on their resume. <laughs> Who voiced Red Eminem in this game? Troy Baker. <laughs> He's in everything. Yeah. But like that's that's just an element of James Bloom. I think that is James. the that is the thing that held up the worst of the game is absolutely the voice and the sound design and the sound effects. Yeah. And the soundtrack is fine in a stock music sort of way, but it is just repetitive. Same, there's it's, like it's, four tracks it's in this. It's same repetitive music. Uh, but also, some of the menus don't have any music. Uh, and what menus? Well, the yeah, lo- sorry, the loading screens. screens. My apologies. There are no menus in this game. That's no something. Pause I, yeah, menu. No pause menu. So things that don't hold up are a you lot can't. because, like, we we joked while playing it. You know, we we've played games with really bad UI, and this game was like, ha, we've solved the bad UI. We won't have any UI. We just won't have it because there's there's no fucking pause in this game, and that is I genuinely think that's the most baffling thing. Especially even, for a kid's game. Like, you know, a kid's though, game, usually you have, like, pauses so you can go look at the controls and the menu, things like that. And yeah, kids like, pause things all the time because they are kids and running around. Right. Even the worst of the worst games, admittedly, we've played, they have fucking pauses. And that's just yeah. the baffling. That's the most baffling thing about this game. Yeah. It, and so, overall, I'm going to say, I think we kind of all agree, it, it really doesn't hold up, even if there are elements that do. Uh, yeah. But yeah, now now the fun question. <laughs> the second question that we ask of every game that we play on this podcast. Would you like to see a remake or a reimagining of this game in a modern setting? Three, two, one. No. <laughs> Unreal Engine 5 M&M's Adventures remake. Let's go, baby. <laughs> so, of this game, no. No, no, obviously this not. game. No. no, I mean, I guess if you built it, rebuilt it from the ground up and reimagined <laughs> it entirely, like and, if and you added been, stuff, and but, but at that point you are making just enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait, hold on, wait. No, no, it's still no. Yeah. So like, th- th- there are there are elements that you could, but like, there's not enough here to remake and make a a, a, a fun game. Uh, would I like to see Eminem's games? Yes. This is a. This is kind of like the thing sitting there. This is kind of an untapped area in in, in media that we haven't seen. Like again, there's no TV show. There's no movie. There's very few games. Like and this could be something that legitimately these characters could be used in a way that could absolutely make interesting and fun games. There, mm-hmm. we've only seen three genres in this in, uh, used as well like there's so many Plat- we've been platformers racers party games that's it so. yes the three genres and you, you could i said you could have different uh, would i play an eminem fighting game i'll play any fighting game so yes i would play an eminem <laughs> fighting game um but like would i play a weird like if you did a weird like you could almost 
Mario these characters that like they could put on any costume or whatever and play any design. A weird medieval fantasy RPG, but the M&Ms are the main characters. Yeah, I'm kind of down with something like that. Yeah, I'd play Final Fantasy M&Ms. Exactly. It'll be the only Final Fantasy game I've ever played. M&M Fantasy, you know. There's things you could do with this franchise or these uh, characters. And look, I know that there's probably some people listening to this and being like, come on, really? M&M's characters making video games? Come on. Ernest, Lego Movie, just so many other commercials have made movies why not give the M&M's, like, a solid enough game? Like, Pepsi, man. Just It's an example. It's an make. <laughs> the yeah, thing is, true. because they've kind of evolved beyond commercials, but nobody has really taken them into it. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's... Everything is a commercial. Transformers, the show, was a commercial for toys. Yeah, Hell, trans- one of the biggest movies of this year is arguably a commercial for Super Mario Bros. Yeah, so there's... Just because it's commercials doesn't mean that it's automatically just trash. And I feel like, again, commercial mascots always have a role. And I don't want to see, obviously, every commercial mascot get a fucking IP or something. Does anybody remember when the progressive caveman got a TV show? Don't remind me. It's so easy. A caveman can do it. Yeah, there's a TV show that they got. I think it only lasted like seven episodes, eight episodes. But yeah, like, that's, that's the sort of thing, like, it's not uncom or not impossible to take something like this and make it uh, into a video game. And I think when we've talked a lot this season about crossovers and how there, I think this is a this is a I don't want to say a gold mine, but there is an absolute avenue to make. Even if you're you know if you're an indie game developer, you know, and you can get the license briefly or things like that, and do this you know a fifteen dollar classic or you know um, graphically feeling games. I, I would play them. It, it it wasn't progressive, by the way. It was Geico. Oh my bad, my bad. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Insurance. How company. did the cavemen get a show before the gecko did? He's such a better character. I don't know. You know, off topic here. W- would I play the Geico Gecko video game? Probably. Absolutely. Oh, we have Gex. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. See. Okay. Now here, here's an idea. All of the insurance company mascots fighting game. So you just have J.K. Simmons fighting Flo from Progressive. Because <laughs> J.K. Simmons is the farmer. Yeah, he's the State Farm guy. Uh, farmer, farmers, farmer's yeah. insurance, yeah. State Farm. Jake from else. State Farm. Uh, uh, the Geico Gecko. Yeah. Uh, look. Th- oh, there, the, there are... the world's most interesting man. <laughs> that was a beer commercial. Was that? Yeah, it's no, beer. No, I'm, ta- no, I'm talking about the, uh, the, 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 the um, oh, what's it called? The deodorant guy. Oh. Like, look at your man, now back at me. Now look oh, at your man, guy. now back at me. Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that guy, yeah, he was in... Old Spice. Old Spice. Old Spice. Oh, Terry Crews? No, Terry Crews did it Terry for a little Cruz while. Terry Crews came after. Terry Crews was after. I know, but imagining him in the fighting game. Okay, he so... He's the most OP character. <laughs> we've ha- uh, had ideas uh, of fighting games. We had PBS first Nick Jr. We've had all types of music. We had Transformers v. Gundam. Now we've got Commercial Brawl. Exactly. I'd play it. I would play it. I would absolutely play it. Look, we're kind of easy marks on some of these things, but yeah, that is absolutely, I think, up this podcast alley. <laughs> Look, it'd get covered on this. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> but I think that's the thing that we can say most about this game is that, answer the question, no remake, but yes, we'd like more because I think 
I think this is something that could actually bring good. And at this point, it's kind of just been, yeah, let's just try to sell more M&Ms instead of like, let's make something cool that will then sell M&Ms. Yeah, again, similar mm-hmm. to a Lego movie or something like that. So, I, it's like Sean said. It's not a gold mine, but there's at least some silver in there that you can dig for. So all uh, game developers, we've given you an idea. Hershey, hey, we've given you a great idea to market your M&Ms. Uh, you know, Mars. 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 Wrong chocolate company, but hey, <laughs> it is Mars. You're right. It's a, Everything's chocolate. I'm I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, Hershey, uh, Mars. Whoever wants to make a chocolate game, look, you, you Hershey. I'm giving you an idea as well. Compete with the M and M's. You've just got little like stick figures with like a Hershey's kiss on them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we're off the rails here, but yeah, that's M and M adventure. I'm surprised it took that long to get off the rails. To be honest, <laughs> a game. And that's basically what we can say. But what do you guys think? Do you uh, do you agree with us that the M&Ms could make some interesting games? Do you uh, have an idea for a commercial or chocolate-based video game? Well, you can let us know. And we might read it on the podcast by sending us an email to bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. Or do you have an idea for a ridiculous game that you want us to play? Uh, maybe you have some of these weird Wii games that you're like, oh, you need to play this. You can make us play those games if you subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash whatthebleep, patreon.com slash whatthebleep. Subscribe to our super bleephead tiers, and for $15 a month, you can tell us to play a game, as long as it does not break the bank. And uh, Mason Tortures of this time, it'll be my turn next time. I liked it.